Strauss and this is the NASGP's The Art of GP Locuming podcast and I'm here today with Judith Harvey. Hello Judith. Hello Richard. Thanks again for your latest article in this June edition of the Sessional GP magazine and now out as a blog Um, and this time um, you've written us an article called now wash your hands, which includes in it the startling statistic I see that some 60% of us don't wash our hands after using the loo. Where did you come across that? There are a great number of estimates of how many people don't wash their hands after using the loo. Um, And they vary enormously. Uh, 60% seem to be about the the kind of mean of the numbers it's very hard to get an accurate figure uh, how do you do it people are not honest what constitutes washing your hands um, you can't exactly put cameras in the toilets as well can you really no, to, to no, no. No, no. no i think people are thinking of it mm. um it's uh, so it's it's a very loose figure but certainly from everything i've read it's a lot an alarming number and 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 that of course is just in in um public places public loos uh, in institutions what they do at home who knows probably less maybe not probably less i would guess and you, and you start leading into this you start off with some um um old public health advice from from sort of post-war italy talking about um about spitting and and TB. Yes, I remember as a child, uh, my first visit to Italy, looking at these notices in the buses and trying to decipher them. And that was what they were saying, because TB was a big public health problem um, in a lot of countries, but Italy was poor, crowded, defeated, uh, so maybe more than many, it had a problem with TB. But in many ways, quite enlightened to actually link spitting and TB together. I, I guess I, I guess we were were um, um, at that stage being able to isolate um, the spir not spirochetes, is it? The, 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 tuber- the, the tuberculosis. Yeah. Yes. Oh yes. Um, yes. Spirochetes cause it something totally different. Um, so 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 that that. It's good to make it's it's good that that link was made, but also we've cost, the the usual coughs and sneezes spread diseases as well. Yes, that that I discovered. If you look on the net, there's some interesting um, pictures and a few bits of film about that. Um, so the message was coming in here uh, as well. It was a there was quite a big public health program. And you mentioned uh, in your article Semmelweis as well. He, he is this the Austrian doctor? Um, yes, he 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 was the one who uh, was looking at the terrible um, rate of death from purple fever in uh, hospitals, in maternity hospitals, and uh, recommended that uh, health workers. The key doctors should, probably aimed at doctors, um, should wash their hands between seeing patients. 
And it took years and years and years before that was accepted. He was reviled, rejected. He he rubbed people up the wrong way, I gather. Uh. But but still, uh, they just didn't believe or wouldn't accept that uh, washing hands might save lives, which of course it did hugely. And it wasn't when think, it was eventually adopted. And it was, I think, it was eventually adopted after his death or something like that, wasn't yes, it? Yes, I think yeah. so. Yes, I, I remember reading somewhere a few years back that it was into it was in 1919 i think roughly the time of his work that it's it it's it's the the uh the tipping point tipped over when it was actually you were more likely to survive if you saw a gp whereas prior to 1919 if you went to see a doctor not gp but a doctor um it is actually worse for your health because of this transmission of uh, bacteria on average um, and I'm guessing that's particularly in reference to, to to labor wards as well, but 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 even then, bearing in mind the, the huge change in in mortality that 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 his work brought in and others to even even today have that figure of sixty percent of us still you know around that area not not washing our hands in in, in public conveniences and and yet we know it's you know the health impact from that. Um, and you also mention, um, as well as rhinovirus, is also uh, infections causing gastrointestinal upset, and and that actually having an impact on the on the UK economy. Yes, that was absolutely staggering. Yeah. <laughs> Just how much they reckon uh, is lost due to the sort of infections that people take us take for granted and don't think about really they just take a day day or two off the loss to them and to their employers and to the uh, the country is is huge and, amazing and 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 with bearing in mind the the, the the its potential economic impact and what you were saying about Semmelweis's colleagues who he 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 rubbed up the wrong way this is when when a because I think Semmelweis had quite meticulous he introduced very much a data driven uh, way of of looking at looking at this but then here in two thousand and nineteen a hundred years later we have um you, you mentioned uh, Pete. Hessel, Pete Hessel, who's a Fox News presenter, who, who um, has, has stated that he doesn't wash his hands because he, because what, what was his excuse? Uh, well, he can't see the germs, so they're not there. Hesketh, I think Hesketh. his name is. You can you can find him on the net. He can't see the bugs, so they're not there. Never washed his hands, not for years. But but in 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 a hundred years of of uh, of, of evolution. <laughs> Um, we're getting hugely important public figures like him. Uh, I mean, it's almost it's almost on the basis of anti-vaccination and and and, and uh, uh, flat Earth theories that we're still fighting up against um, this sort of very very pu- public figures just spouting rubbish and um, but also just n- not believing the mainstream. Whether I don't think particularly. Um, unlike Semmelweis, nowadays the the message going out there is particularly antagonistic. So, why do you think we're getting such stupidity on the airwaves? If I knew the answer to that, I would tell you why <laughs> Donald Trump is president. Yeah, I, Fox News is his mouthpiece. Uh, Fox News 
not just not washing your hands because you can't see the bugs, so there aren't any, you know, climate change doesn't exist. Uh, it's uh, probably flat Earth, I don't know. It, it, uh, no evolu evolution is uh, a false idea. Um, it, it, it's all spouting rubbish, anti-vax, etc. It's It's very frightening, really. And there have always been people, organs, that have in, tried to influence, have influenced the public with some horrendous ideas. Um, but now, something like Fox News and its many um, lookalikes um, have huge coverage, not just over a local population, but over a whole nation in the world. It's when you actually fight, because we didn't have that 100 years ago, did we? We didn't have such powerful media um, no. in those days. I, I guess it was pro probably in, in, in Austria in 1919, it was perhaps a bit the other way, um, um, as, in, as in too, too uh, patriarchal. But um, e either way, the message down to the public doesn't seem to be getting out there because actually these are small easy marginal gains low-hanging fruit whatever we call them to, for us to do wash, washing hands and uh, in the article you talk about the, the, i love your, your public message that that um that's teaching parents that if you your children aren't washing your hat aren't washing their hands after going to the toilet you're effectively feeding them poo yeah, um, and that's quite a graphic, uh, a, a graphic image to put across. But I don't see that put across anywhere in in public health notices. Is is are, are campaigns like that afoot? Do you know? Or have you come across anything? I I read a number of pieces about what is effective, and it's actually the disgust factor. Um, if you put out a message that is that is associates not doing something that you want them to do or doing something that you don't want them to do is associated with something that disgusts them, then people will, you know, that gets into the core of you and you take notice. But um, advice about Campylobacter or, or something is just shrugged off. It's just a, to, long, it's just a it's, long scientific expert name, is it? Just experts trying to tell yeah, you to or, do something, or even just the advice. It, it's not it's not strong enough to change behaviour, and that's that's the thing. It has to be strong enough to change behaviour, and strong enough seems to me seems to mean an association with disgust. In this sort of case, it's, uh, I suppose it's, it's, it's um, getting that public health message very very personal down to a very visceral uh personal level isn't it yes and there the, there is the public health uh which is inevitably top-down message which has to be strong enough that people actually hear it and respond to it and think Ugh. um and there is the bottom up um like Sure Start or uh, or health visitors encouraging mothers to wash their hands and to wash their children's hands um, and explaining why and getting into the habit. Uh, but then the third factor is uh, the opportunity, and that's where the um, all, all the interesting stuff is about 
how do you make the opportunity easy? I, every time I go into a public loo now, I look at the facilities um, and work out how easy it is to wash your hands and to dry your hands. And it's surprisingly difficult. Um, and watching what people do, it's very enlightening. Mm. <laughs> and watching yourself, you're in a hurry. You can wave your hands under the tap, the soaps. Is, is the soap dispenser working? Doesn't seem to be anything coming out. Oh, well, don't bother. Um, wave your hands under the tap. Is there a dryer? There's a queue of three people, or it's one of those very old, slow ones. Is there, are there any paper towels? Uh, they've run out. Um, and you just walk out with wet hands. And you make the point, Shaking them. You make a point <laughs> about paper towels getting on the floor and leave going into a smudge and just the paste, paste looking quite quite a, a unappealing. I mean, I, I've, I've always had this problem with, with toilets. I, going, my favourite, actually my favourite, I have a preference, but, but the ones... I went into one on a motorway service station a few weeks ago, and that was—I thought that was was ideal because it was there was a cleaner in there, which is a good sign. But you, there's no doors mm. to go through. You didn't actually have to touch anything. The the, the taps mm. came on automatically. The soap came on automatically. There were loads of blow dryers there, um, and actually that was a commercially run. Um, I guess there are, there are there are food outlets there, so I, I guess it's quite important. But people really did seem to be using the facilities could com- contrast that to my experience of often in, in in certain sort of communal healthcare settings in in health nhs organizations where to get in through the, the you, to get into the the, the the room you can push the doors with your with your shoulders or with your feet but and and then but you've got to use the screw tap so you've got to turn the screw tap on and then you've got to turn the screw tap off so you've got to t- so after you've used it you've then got to touch it again and that's kind of contaminating something yes. that someone's just touched with a dirty hand. And then, you, the um, yes, you get the automatic dryers. But then you come out to leave the door and you there are two door handles you've got to pull. Uh, mm. and they just look filthy. Um, mm. And sometimes there's even a, a, a sort of a string light you've got to pull. And there's, it's a white string, but but near the handle, it's sort of black. Where people have been <laughs> touching. And, and I've actually, over the years, learnt to open doors by, by getting my fingernails right at the... Because I'm quite tall. I can reach the top of the door and just prise open so I can touch bits that hopefully no one else has touched. But I just feel mad doing that. And I don't want to... I have to wait until nobody sees me so I can actually exit the place like that. And... Um, but, but you know, I'm a doctor. I'm a fairly intelligent bloke. But, 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 it's, but I've worked out these ways to do it. But there must be so many people. I, I, I can't imagine that that that, that the, the the architecture, the design of these places is conducive to particularly healthy behaviour like that. Um, which is why I, 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 just, I don't. I, go on. I, I, I think you're right. And I'm interested that a couple of theatres or cinemas or places that I've been recently where uh, the loos have been redesigned, um, you go in one door and there are the cubicles and then you walk on and there are the washing facilities and you walk out of another door. It's one way and it takes you through the washing facilities and the drying facilities and that saves that awful hassle of 
particularly for women, you know, crowds yeah. trying to get in the door with people trying to get out. And just a little thing like that may well, but it speeds up the flow. Um, it gives people more time and space. They have to go past the basins and the drying facilities. So hopefully that would improve compliance with hand washing. And a lot of it is about simple things. It, 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 it's, it's, move, it's, it's flow, isn't it? It's moving people through buildings. Yes. And, um... Flow of people and flow of water. <laughs> and also, I guess, you a slight sense of FOMO or guilt, or a slight sense that other people are washing your hands, but but that you're not. So it almost compels you to do that. I, I, I think so. Yes. I, I mean, the, it's peer pressure. It's peer expectations. On, on a tone... And one of the problems is that you know, if you're in a pub with the group, it, you're not all in the loo together um, and you don't know whether your friends are washing their hands. Um, at, uh, so that peer pressure is absent because the activity of washing your hands is done away from your peer group under and, those circumstances and, and that activity of washing your hands you, you you've you found quite a bit of advice on, on on actually the technique behind it haven't you regarding the use of soap and different types of soap um well it's using soap that, but also, <laughs> that also very helpful but also the 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 um the um that the antibacterial soap doesn't really make much of a difference. No, but also the time no. you need to actually soap your hands and sing yes. a little song. Yes. So uh, this came from the Mayo Clinic advice, and it has been taken up, and it's on the NHS website. Sing Happy Birthday to you, presumably the whole way through twice. That's actually a quite time. a long time. Mm. Um, if you're in a hurry, you're not going to do it. I think it's interesting because it seems that the population is is divided between those who don't wash their hands properly. Maybe they do it sometimes, but only if it's convenient or if there's some particular reason. And those who are totally obsessional and use all these antibacterial sprays on every surface, use antibacterial soap, none of those have been proven to do anything. They just, they're expensive. They, they, they may well be responsible for generating uh, immune, immunity in bacteria. Um, so that's at that angle, there is that old saying about you've got to pick a peck of dirt before you die. Uh, having enough exposure to, to pathogens in your youth sets up your immune system for the rest of your life. Um, but that doesn't mean uh, not washing your hands after you've been to the loo. Yeah, and particularly before you before you are handling food. And and as well as well as so soaping your hand, whether it doesn't matter if it's bacterial or, or, or not, there's also the actual drying routine, the different types of drying as well, and how well you do it. That makes a difference too. Yes, yes. If you wash your hands in water okay you wash off a bit of something if you wash your hands soaping them properly and you don't need to do a full surgical scrub though if you do more the better i suppose particularly if you've been handling dirty things um but there's still a lot of bugs there and you need to wipe them off 
um, uh, get them off. Dry your hands. You need to dry your hands because uh, unless you dry your hands, there's still a lot of bugs on your hands. Um, and that's another rate limiting step in, yeah. in getting people to wash to to wash their hands properly. Drying. And, and of course, we've evolved, haven't we, over the years from those old roller dispensers of, of, of cloth through paper to these days, the the blow dryers and now even the, the Dyson versions of, 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 of air drying. Um, but do, does it matter what whether you use one or the other? Uh, I think probably, and I haven't seen actual statements on this, as long as you dry your hands properly, it doesn't matter with what. I think the problem is what is easy and efficient to use. There are still roller towels in loos, I've noticed. Um, and I think as long as they're not stuck, people probably quite like using them. Um, and I think people get their, I suspect that people get their hands drier using a cloth, a roller towel, if it's working properly, um, than they do with any other method. And it is at least tidy, but it's pr probably inefficient for the provider. Um, I think the old fashioned, very slow blow dryers are just dying out and being replaced by um, jet dryers, of which the you know the, the the leading brand is is the Dyson one, um, but there are more of those and they're quicker, uh, which helps. Uh, but of course they're very noisy, yes. Uh, which is uh, it, it in some problems. Uh, in sorry, in some settings that will be a problem. Maybe in a, a loo on a ward in a hospital, um, in a public loo or in a pub. That probably doesn't matter, though, if you're somebody who has to um, look after them, it must be trying. Uh, but the noise is unattractive, that's for sure. I, I've worked in a building where the um, the Dyson dryer was actually turned off and paper put there instead because it was disturbing the office workers on the wall on the other side of the, of the loos. Um, How a, interesting. Yeah. How interesting. But I, but I see also in your article you talk about how the Mayo Clinic looked at um, didn't really see a difference between paper and um, and, and and blade dryers or, or, or blow dryers, but but actually favoured it actually recommended paper because just based on convenience, people prefer so this is this is ten years ago preferred to what to dry their hands on paper towels, but it is more expensive the yes, transportation yes. and everything, and I guess. They Sorry, they recommended, uh, the, the early recommendation was aimed at healthcare facilities and they recommended paper towels there above blow dryers um, as more efficient, better at getting the bugs off because they were interested in, in the true end point, which is do you come out with less, less pathogenic hands? Mm. Um, and yes, as you say, they, they found uh, in a now 10 year old survey that the public t tended to prefer paper towels over presumably blow dryers. But you also make the point that, that paper towels can get left on the floor. It's more cleaning. They can be left in bins and set alight in public places yeah, and yeah, people slipping and, up and on them. 
it's uh, they, it needs servicing. And uh, another thing, I was in uh, a loo earlier in the week and pulled out a paper towel and I got you know, a pile of 10 and that's not infrequent. Mm. And what do you do with them? They get left on a sink and they get wet. Um, you can't put them back very easily or are you going to bother? I didn't. Um, so it's it, it's a, a technology that could do with some improvement, not quite sure how to control the the number. Um, and, and you do need... Uh, good disposal facilities it's obvious where you throw it um and the whole thing needs to be properly serviced so it's kept topped up and clean mess is cleared away it's it this this it's it's something so simple isn't it it's such a a necessary thing that we all do all the time we all get dirty hands and um, we don't often know it you and I know that we, we we have bugs on our hands but obviously plenty of people can have filthy hands because they can't see them therefore it doesn't exist it's a it's an education it's a public health thing it just it, there's so much of this seems to remind me of kind of totally unrelated or is it but but it, the impact of plastics and environment and the the obviously it's a much much bigger thing in the sort of the global heating issue we have and, and and the pollution of plastic um and 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 still it's getting the message it, it's, it's a relatively it, 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 we can't see global heating um but we know it's happening and um yet there are there are there are deniers and but there's also it come a lot of it seems to come down to well it, it doesn't bother me I, I picked my son jake from university a few weeks ago he's studying ecological management at um, plymouth university and it was lovely having a chat with him but he was we were talking about his, his friends on his course and you know he's he, jake himself has really changed his approach to to the environment um, and is obviously very, very passionate about it, as all his friends on his course are. But he obviously has lots of friends who aren't on that course. And pretty much all of them, he was saying, just don't seem to have any sense of urgency or insight into their own personal use of plastic and waste. Um, and... He he he's a young lad. He's but he's very frustrated at the fact that um, that that there is that there is the, there's the science, there's the knowledge, there's there's the knowing of it um, by people who are guess sort of sort of more sort of towards the expert end of the spectrum compared to those people who just well it doesn't affect. I can't see it affecting me now. I can get away with it now. I can't see the bugs. I can't see global heating happening what diff why should it matter if i don't get vaccinated i don't I, I buy this every time i need some water i just go and buy a plastic bottle and just chuck it in a waste bin why should i bother taking it to a recycling bin and it's it, it's i almost i almost wonder it, it's it, it's not it's not about being expert doctors it, it, it's about it's about being clever storytellers um, you know, don't feed your, don't get your children to wash their hands, otherwise it's like feeding them poo. You know, get, get, what story do people need to get um, to make them change their behaviour in a fundamental way? It's very difficult with something very simple, quotidian, like washing your hands, but then even other issues like 
global global heating. Do you have any insights there, Judith? I know. Uh, uh, if I if, <laughs> if, I if you had, yes. Yes. Trump accepted. Um, everybody has known about plastic for quite a lot, many years, and uh, pictures of all the plastic in the Pacific Ocean and stuff, so on. But what made a difference was David Attenborough um, and the program that he did and showing people what plastic is doing. And that certainly has made a difference. But it's interesting and worrying that it hasn't affected the behavior of Jake's university colleagues, young people who are going to inherit, who are inheriting yeah. this world that's yeah. drowning in plastic um, and heating up and drying up. Um, that's very worrying. Or who think they're doing their bit if they you know, refill a glass once rather than getting a new um, coffee cup. Mm. Um, it's actually achieving among the people, particularly the people of tomorrow, um, that change in view. I mean, it can happen. Seatbelts, uh, uh, recall the protests about uh, infringement of liberty um, where, before the seatbelt law came in. Drunk, drink, drinking and driving, mm. uh, smoking in um, pubs, restaurants, cinemas, theatres, for God's sake. All those, um, before laws came in to change, changing the rules, the huge protests. But now nobody thinks twice about it. You wear your seatbelt, you don't drink and drive on the whole. Um, and what was the third thing? <laughs> um, you, the, those smoking, smoking in in mm. uh, in trains and theatres and things and restaurants, those are now accepted. And it happened quite quickly once the law changed. People accepted it, but I think it has to be, it has to be legal. It has to. There has to be some. Uh, you have to pay a penalty if you don't do the sensible thing. Sadly, the world doesn't seem to be going that way, though, does it? Doesn't seem to be liking big government, and and um, and and it seems to be much more the opposite direction we're going in with populism, and you know, oh, don't don't okay. let auntie tell you what to do. You people can. Um, yeah. Going back to Fox News. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, but and governments do have the power to do these things. Exactly. Um, if they have the will. Yeah. And the, the point of government is to take necessary but unpopular decisions. Yeah. And, and, and therein lies, lies the current rub. To, yes, to think, to think other than in the very short term. And it seems that uh, politicians in many places are thinking very short term and they're not thinking and they're thinking about themselves. They're not thinking long term or even medium term and about the good of the country. 
Well, it's like, I think it was, as Gove said during, during Brexit, and bearing in mind he's standing to be uh, the next Prime Minister, um, that, that we, we've, we've heard enough from the experts, I think, was, yeah. was one of his, yeah. his quotes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Judith, listen, thank you so much for that. It's really interesting talk on such a, such a subject that we, we, we barely spent any time thinking about. To, to talk about it in, in, in this way, I, I, I found really interesting. And I hope um, listeners have as well. So thank you very much for listening to this podcast. Thank you, Judith, um, as always. Uh, please do uh, uh, subscribe um, on, on on iTunes and all your other favourite podcast providers. Uh, do sign up to the NESGP if you're not already a member. You can become a free associate member where you can receive the newsletter. Uh, but of course, we'd very much like you to also join as a full member. It's only £11 a month. You get so much for your for your money, including the amazing locum deck invoicing um, accountancy uh, booking uh, software that comes with that too um so thanks again and uh, talk to you next time indeed thank you bye bye and goodbye, bye.